And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Carry on my way, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Lupa's Bits. Episode uh, 11. We're going to go with 11. Episode 11. Oh, i got to turn that down. Hang on. There we go. Okay. So, it is 11.54 p.m. as I'm recording this. Um, I'm recording it late at night because during the day, I have a life, apparently. <laughs> and during the evening... I have a life, apparently. Um, I do things. I do stuff. And I hang out. And since I just just launched Luhu Baskets, and you can find that at www.luhoobaskets.com, life has gotten even busier. So... I'm recording this now, and um, I'm actually recording it early, too, so, (laughs) take that. How has your week been since we last talked? Um, What have you been up to? Have you been having a good week? Have you been having, excuse me, have you been having a hard week? Have you been having a, eh? It's a week, whatever, kind of week. What kind of week have you had? I know everybody's struggling now, right now, with everything that's going on. And um, for us here in Canada, in Ontario, I can only speak for in Ontario because that's where I live. The kids are getting ready to go back to school, I believe, the first day. Now, the first day is usually um, the day after Labor Day, so the kids should be going back on the 8th. Instead, they're staggering it, so they kind of go back. Some of them go back on one date, and then some of them go back on another date. I think they're starting that on the 15th. I could be wrong, but you know. Okay, let me rephrase that, because I'm never wrong. I could be misinformed um and summer's over summer is is over for us here in Ontario we may get some warm days where it kind of you know creeps up into the 80s maybe the 90s but the nights are getting down to low 60s high 50s um it was 54 the other night which I know I can hear my Canadian um, listeners screaming, what the heck is 54? I think that's like 12, 11, maybe. Um, We are dipping down into single digits. We are starting to get down there into single digits. And I need to get my little trailer winterized for the winter so that um, my cute little butt doesn't freeze. 
because that would be bad. That would be very bad, and I don't want to freeze. Um, my week has been different than it was last week. Last week, as I told you, I was struggling with some um, mental health issues and some depression um, and trying to not fall into old patterns. Uh, this week has been a little different. I have launched, well, I launched my company on Friday um, of last week. So it's been a week and um, it's been slow, but I mean, I'm a specialty kind of company. I'm not... Um, like a store that has a wide variety of of topics and a wide variety of things to buy. I'm a specialty kind of store. So, you know, a special occasion, like a birthday, an anniversary, a death, um, a, you know, whatever. So we have busy times. We have not busy times. And I have to get my name out there. I have to get um, my brand out there and get known. So that's what this week has been about since I launched the company has been getting it out, getting my name out there, posting on local social media pages and building the website. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in all reality, the, the website would not exist without him. It really wouldn't in every aspect. He has talked me off the ledge a couple of times. Um, and when he couldn't talk me off the ledge, he pretty much just took the, whatever I was trying to do away from me and went and did it himself because my laptop was going to be launched into the yard and it would have been ugly. So, yeah, I can't thank Dave enough. <laughs> he has been my lifesaver this week. He has been my company saver this week. And it has been a stressful week trying to get everything because I launched the Facebook page and the website on the same day. So they both launched on the same day and traffic has been great. Um, the Facebook page is doing really well and the website is doing really well. So, um, like I've got orders that um, I have to make up and ship out. Yeah, I have orders that I have to ship. So, <laughs> yay, this is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a stressful week. And then um, the week before, you know when you kind of, you, you turn your head and there's this muscle or nerve in your neck and it's just the way you turn your neck or you turn it a little too quick and your neck snaps back into the frontward facing position and that little nerve goes, nope, not today. And you get that pain and it usually goes away and it feels a little stiff for, you know, a little bit and you're fine. Well, this is me we're talking about. Nothing is ever easy or normal or... um simple with me. And I turned my head and the nerve thing went and I went, ah! and my head came back around and I went, oh, okay. 
So we're not going to do that again. Move slowly. And it was really stiff and sore for about a week. And I got into my shoulder and the muscle just wasn't letting up. The nerve was just not letting up. Um, constant headache from it. And um, I tried not to be grumpy. I tried to, you know, stretch it out and just kind of, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's just taking a little longer than normal. It'll be fine. And then um, I was lying in bed talking to a friend the other night and um, I turned my head and it happened again. And oh my gosh. I saw stars. I'm not kidding. I saw stars. I literally saw stars. There were these bright flashes of color exploding in front of my eyes. <laughs> it hurt so bad. And I pretty much, I was lying on my stomach when I did it. And I pretty much curled, you know, when you add salt to a snail and they curl up into a ball all of a sudden. Well, I kind of did that. I just brought my knees right up and just curled into myself and tried not to scream and cry. And I, I, I did very well. I couldn't contain the whimper. I was whimpering. Um, but I got off the phone shortly thereafter Um because it really hurt and the person I didn't want the person that I was talking to to know how bad it hurt because I didn't want them to worry but um I got off the phone and I kind of rolled myself onto my back and just laid there relearning how to breathe and tried to mentally relax the muscles you know you start with your toes and you relax your toes and you work your way up and you concentrate mentally concentrate on each muscle and relaxing each muscle and feeling that yeah, it didn't work. So I took some, I took the last two Advil that I had and, um, completely forgot that I had Robaxa set in the bathroom. So I suffered and about five o'clock in the morning, I sent a message to Crystal who who's in the big house and I knew she'd be up in a few hours and said, you know, if I'm not up and moving and you don't hear from me, it's because I can't get up and moving. I am in too much pain. Now she has got this wonderful rub. It's, it's like a, a five, three, five cream, but six times stronger. It is fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. So she put, she, she messaged me about 11 o'clock. Now I had got up around nine, um, just to see if I could get up and move. And I made a cup of coffee and I sat at the kitchen table and I drank about half of it. And my, it just, my whole neck and my shoulder and everything just hurt so much that I thought, okay, I just, I need to go and lie down for a minute. I just, I just need to go and lie down. And, um, 
I, uh, I went and laid back down and I laid on my back and I kind of pushed my one little blanket up underneath my neck so that it was supporting the back of my neck because my pillow wasn't doing it. I needed something harder. And as I laid there, I, I locked up. I couldn't move. I couldn't sit back up. I couldn't roll over. I couldn't move my shoulders. I couldn't turn my head. Thank God I had the presence of mind to bring my phone with me. And then Crystal texted me a couple of hours later. It was around 11 or 12. And she's like, you alive over there? I'm like, <laughs> barely. <laughs> she's like, do you want me to bring the cream and rub you? <laughs> Please. And she came over with the cream. And she's like, okay, well, you have to get up. You have to sit up. So I tried to sit up and um, it felt like somebody had shoved a hot poker right up my neck and my shoulder. And I immediately laid back down. And, um, you know, when something hurts so bad and it just, tears just like burst out of your eyes. Well, that's kind of what happened. And she's like, oh, okay. So she she used the, the nurse's pole and got me sitting up. And she put the cream on me and um, wouldn't let me lie back down. She's like, don't lie back down. You lie back down, you're done. Okay. So she's like, come over, you know, get up, get moving around. You've got to loosen that up. You can't let it seize up. You've got to get up and move around, but don't be stupid about it. And she says, you know, come over to the big house, hang out over there, and I will take care of you. Um, you can sit in the chair, the big chair, and I will look after your neck and your shoulder for you. I'm like, okie dokie, fine. So I gathered up my shower stuff because I knew somewhere in her... Um, healing plan, there would be a hot shower in my future. So I gathered up all my shower stuff, gathered my laptop and all my work stuff so that I could do some work and slowly made my way over to the big house. And, um, I pretty much spent the day sitting in the big chair because just the way it's curved and it's, it's stuffed, it's really comfortable. And, um, after a while that cream started working and she used another oil and Reiki and more cream. Um, and I had taken the Robaxa set that I had remembered was in there and things started loosening up enough that I could actually turn my head and move. And, um, I felt really good. I feel I need more cream now and I need to take another Robaxa set now. Uh, because, I mean, I've been using my muscles all day. But, oh my gosh. I could not, I couldn't, I was in so much pain, I couldn't even think straight. Speech was not something I was good at. I kept, because I was in such a fog from the pain, um, I kept mixing up my words. I couldn't pronounce things properly. I couldn't come up with the correct word. I was... I had what I call, what I refer to as verbal dyslexia, where I will mix the letters, um, I will mix, I'll take two words and I will mix the letters around. And that's how they come out. 
And I was doing that and I just pretty much resorted to, you know, me food in mouth type speaking, you know, using as few words as possible. And by the end of the day, I I think it was about five o'clock, six o'clock in the afternoon, in the evening, Crystal looked at me and she's like, yeah, you're feeling better. Your eyes are clearer and, you know, you're not, you don't have this glazed over expression anymore. I was moving a whole lot better. I had full range of motion back in my shoulder. I could turn my head from side to side. It was great. Felt really good. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, just from turning my head and that little vein in your neck going, <laughs> no, not today. That's not happening. And it, I never took for granted before how far in the opposite direction that that could go. Like I used to be like, oh, I hate that. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. But it only hurt for like maybe not even a minute. And then it was gone and you carry on. And this, just from that, last has lasted two weeks, basically. And then you've got all the stress of launching this business. Now it's launched and now you've got to make it work. You've got to get the name out there. You've got to start making money because I bought all this stuff, all this stock. And all that stress was all on my shoulders too. So nothing was relaxing. It, everything was rock hard, solid. And, oh, it was awful. And I'm still not completely 100%. Um, I'm going to be doing some physical manual labor for the next few days. And Crystal actually considered vetoing that. But, you know, I told her I'm not stupid. I'm not going to push myself to the point where it's going to get that bad again. So, it's been a very trying week. Now, in that week, in this week, um, I didn't want to fall back into the place where I was the week before. Where... Um, I wanted to just run away and be anonymous in some different town where nobody knew me. I could recreate myself. I wanted to just run. I didn't want to fall back into that because I had too much. I have too much invested in my relationships that I have and my business and my career to do that. So I knew especially with all the stress that I was under with launching the new business and then this pain in my neck, this constant pain in my head and in my neck and in my shoulder, it would have been very easy to slip back into that funk and, you know, give up on everything. And I did, I have been doing something for a while. I started this, um, like I said, I, I have mentioned this before. I started this on Facebook because I was in a very dark place. And I am always one, I've always been one that believes if you change the way you think, 
you change the world around you. Now, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, you believe the tree is purple, and if you believe it long enough, the tree's going to be purple. Not like that. That is metaphysical theory, and that's a whole lot, and magical theory, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes along with believing the tree is purple. No, I mean, you, you actively pursue a mood a certain mood and as you do that the atmosphere around you begins to change because what you're putting out the energy that you are putting out changes so I started doing what I referred to as my joy statuses on Facebook and every morning I would get up and I would be grumbly and I would be miserable. And the morning status was always the hardest one for me because I am not a morning person. By any stretch of the imagination, I am not a morning person. I am far more pleasant now than I used to be. And you can ask any one of my longtime friends. They will tell you there have been jokes and comments and memes created about the fact that you do not speak to me until I have had at least one cup of coffee in my body. If there is not at least eight ounces of caffeine coursing through my veins, speak at your own peril. Now, I am much better than I used to be. I can carry on a pleasant conversation before coffee. I would rather not if I had a choice, but I can do it and I can do it without snarling and snapping and, and trying to eat your face. Um, but yeah, I'm not a morning person. So when I'm already in a negative headspace and I'm already in a dark place and not being a morning person, it's very hard to find something to be joyful for. So instead of writing, you know, I found my joy in the sunrise or whatever. <laughs> um, I decided, okay, since I'm not a very joyful person in the morning, why don't I write down where I think I might find it during the day? So I would start my joy status in the morning. And I will admit it was after at least half a cup of coffee had been consumed. Excuse me. I would start my joy status in the morning. I will find my joy. And it was usually, I would usually do something ridiculous, whatever I happened to be doing that day. If I was babysitting my nephews, if I was going to work, you know, I would find, I will find my joy on the walk to work in getting some physical exercise and spending the day with my two favorite nephews. I have three favorite nephews now. Stuff like that. You know, whatever was easiest that could pop to my head. And then I would go about my day. But I would put my brain in that, by, by writing that down, I had put into my subconscious that I was going to look for something joyful during the day. Something that made me smile. Something that took me out of that funk, even for just a second. 
anything. So my subconscious was on alert. Because I had put that, I had written it down and put it out there, put it in my brain that I was going to look for my joy. And I would go about my day. And then at the end of the day, after I had crawled into bed, I would get on Facebook and I would do my end of the day. I found my joy. And at first it was difficult. At first, you know, it was, I found my joy in Bug's giggle, my nephew Bug. I found my joy in the perfect cup of tea at the end of the day. I found my joy in finding my other slipper. Things like that. But I noticed as time went on, um, I was getting up in a better mood in the morning. And I was excited about, you know, where am I going to find my joy today? What are my plans for today? So where am I going to find my joy? Writing that joy status. And I was finding that I would write my joy status and then go get my coffee. Now, I'm not saying this joy status thing was a miracle. I'm not saying that, you know, all of a sudden I was Miss Molly Sunshine first thing in the morning. And, you know, standing in the backyard doing the Snow White, singing to the birds and talking to the sun. as it can. No, there was none of that crap. But I was much pleasant, much more pleasant in the morning. Um, to the point where my ex came in one morning and I had him well trained. I will tell you, I had him well trained. He, um, for the longest time, would bring me coffee every morning when he was home. And, um, that one morning scared the living daylights right out of him because he didn't know who this weird woman was lying in the bed. He brought me in my coffee because I, I had to get up for work. So, and he would wake me up with a cup of coffee. That was, you know, your best defense come bearing coffee. And I just sat up, looked up at him, smiled, kissed him, took my coffee and said, thank you, honey. And he backed away slowly with, you know, both hands visible, no sudden moves, and um, wanted to know who was I and when was his wife returning. But I noticed that my mood was changing, that I was looking at things differently than I had before. Um my walk to work. I would put my music in and I would just kind of stare down at the ground and I would do my walk to work and didn't really notice things around me. And I noticed that I started walking, looking up, looking straight ahead, looking around, smiling at people as I was going by to complete strangers, smiling at them. Um, noticing how the sun hit the wing of a cardinal and how brilliantly red it was or how the wind just happened to catch the leaves of a tree just right and it looks like it lifted the leaves and then gently put them back down and moved on. Things like that were happening. I was noticing, you know, the way a cloud looked, how the sun felt on my face, even in the cold of winter. How the snow sparkled in the sunshine. Or 
how when it was snowing and blowing, everything sounded so quiet, like it was wrapped in cotton. And I don't like winter. Anybody who knows me knows I don't like winter. But I was finding things in the winter that brought me joy. The chickadees, the woodpeckers, you know, how beautiful the snow looked. And everything looked so clean and so crisp after a snowfall. And it was easier to do my joy statuses at the end of the day. And I had to start leaving things out because they were getting really long because the list of things that brought me joy was getting longer because I was finding joy in more things. Simple things. Like how well I cooked a dinner and it turned out. How um, my family appreciated it. A good laugh I had with my daughter. Hanging out with an old friend. Whatever. It was easier to find things at the end of the day that brought me joy because of doing this. Now, I did this for almost three years, every single day. And for the most part, those were the only two statuses that I would post on Facebook. I'm going to find my joy and I found my joy. Those were the only two statuses that I posted for almost three years. Now, every now and again... I would do a random status update throughout the day. If I had something funny I wanted to share or something exciting I wanted to share, I would do a random status update, you know. Still here, more than just a joy status. But I was out living my life. I wasn't consumed by what I needed to post on Facebook or what was going on on the internet. I didn't have my face in my computer or in my phone twice a day. I would log in and I would do my joy status in the morning. I would log in, I would do my joy status at night, and I was done. And it really, I, I will honestly say, it turned my life around. I got out of that funk. I got out of that rut. I got healthier. I got better. I was happier. Um, and I really started to appreciate things around me. And I stopped doing it um, because I didn't think I needed it anymore. And I noticed something else as well while I was doing it. It wasn't just me that it was affecting. People were starting to look forward to my joy statuses every day. And when I would miss one, I would get messages and I would get comments. Are you okay? Are you all right? What's going on? Really enjoy your statuses. Missed your status this morning. Looking forward to your status tomorrow. Um, your joy statuses really helped me to find joy in my life. I was helping other people by doing something that was helping myself. And that kind of, when that realization hit me that what I was doing to try and better myself was affecting other people around me and other people that were seeing these statuses and were implementing the practice into their own life really took me aback. It kind of, it shocked me. I mean, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm just a person. And I'm just posting on Facebook like everybody else. But people were listening, people were watching, people were paying attention, and people were emulating what I was doing to try and make their lives better. 
to try and make themselves better. And, you know, you, you, you do things, um, sometimes because you want to make a difference. You want to leave a mark. You want to help somebody. You want to do good. And I was doing that and didn't even realize that that's what I was doing. Um, So it kind of, I felt obligated to do my statuses because these people were depending on me. Um, they were looking to me to help them through rough times until they could do it on their own. And I, I really remember as clear as a bell what it was like when I first started. And I thought, this is absolutely ridiculous. And the reason why I started them in the first place was something that somebody who is very important to me, um, he's gone now, but he said something to me and he would always say this to me when I would get frustrated with something or I couldn't understand something. Um, when I was taking rats, terribly sorry, dropped you on the floor when I was taking classes and I wasn't understanding something, um, when I was having differences with people and I could not see it from their perspective, he would always say this to me, change your perspective. If you can't see what's going on, standing beside the table, stand on the table and change your perspective. Lay on the floor and change your perspective because it changes how you see what you're looking at because you've changed the perspective with which you're seeing it. So what I was doing was changing my perspective, changing how I looked at things. And it stuck with me. A lot of things he said are gone. I will, I will not remember them. A lot of things he said were crap. I don't want to remember them, but that stuck with me because it, it, it wasn't crap. It was important. And that's what I was doing was changing my perspective. And it worked. God bless him. It worked. And I think that was the entire lesson out of doing the joy status was just when things seem impossible to figure out, impossible to understand, impossible to change, change your perspective. Look at it from a different angle, from a different point of view. Now, being a writer, I am blessed with the ability to be able to put myself into a different mindset because I have to put myself into the heads of the characters that I write for. And this, um, my female lead cannot think the same and react the same and share the same thought patterns as my male lead. I have to be able to see the situation that the two of them are looking at from a different perspective. So Something else that doing this joy status taught me was to be able to see things differently, 
to be able to stand on that table and go, well, okay, this is what it looks like from up here, and lay on the floor and go, well, all right, it looks a whole lot different down here. And to stand on the floor beside the table and go, okay, this is what it looks like from here. And take all three of those perspectives and take something from each of them and understand the whole. Because how can you understand the whole of something if you can't see it from all sides? From the top, from the bottom, from the middle. And that's what the joy status was doing for me, was allowing me to see the situation from all sides. So a situation that, or or um, a problem that would have torn me down before I started doing the joy statuses that would have stopped me in my tracks would have been an insurmountable obstacle. Nope, I can't see any way past this. I can't do it. I can't figure it out. There's that hard can't. Doing the joy statuses changed that commentary to how can I get around this? What can I do? to get through this. Is there something that can help me? And it became much softer, much easier, much more palatable to accept and to to do. I changed my can't to a can. I changed my won't to a maybe to a will. And I stopped doing it for a while. Many years I've stopped doing it. And my life has changed again. And as we all learned last week, Lupa does not do well with change. And I decided um, a few weeks ago that I was going to start doing my joy statuses again. But I was going to do them on TikTok. And I was just talking about, you know, go find your joy. It's out there. Like aliens. Go find it. And again, I'm starting to affect other people with what I'm doing. I mean, it's helping me. I'm. That's what I did this week with the neck pain and the stress and everything and all of the obstacles and hurdles and rocks that piled on me that would have given me the perfect excuse to crawl into my bed, pull the covers up over my head and go, nope, I am not. Not today. Not tomorrow. Instead of getting out of bed every morning and making that cup of coffee and doing the things that I need to do. So I started doing joy statuses on TikTok because I've seen a lot of people struggling to find their joy. And when they do find something that brings them joy, there are a lot of jerks out there that just want to kick them when they're down. And I have done a lot of duets and I have DM'd a lot of people to tell them, you know what? Ignore them. They're not worth it. They're nothing. They are miserable because their lives are miserable. And they need to feel better about themselves 
by making somebody else miserable. Delete and move on. Don't let them bring you down. So I thought, okay, I'm going to start doing my joy statuses again. So I started doing them on TikTok. And it didn't take very long um, for people to start commenting. Thank you. You're awesome. I really enjoyed this. Good message. And then I got that one message. And I've gotten a few since then, um, especially in my DMs. Direct message. Um, But I got that one message. I really needed to hear this today. Thank you so much. And that, again, took me back. Whoa. Okay. So somebody was really struggling. And I came across, somehow, accidentally came across their For You page on TikTok. And they needed to hear what I had to say. And it helped them in some small way. Me telling them that they're not alone. And that joy is out there. It could be in just a blade of grass, in the shape of a leaf, in a bug, doing bug things. Go find it. It's out there. By just telling them that, by just saying that in a video, helping them go and find their joy in a moment when they couldn't find any, made me realize words have power. Now, I knew they did just by the change in myself from doing the joy status. And then to have people commenting on Facebook to me, you know, I really enjoy them. They really help me. I've started implementing these practices in my life. And I've started doing daily joy statuses myself, writing them down and then writing down at the end of the day what I was joyful for. And it's really changed how I look at things. And then I kind of started as a social experiment to see if it would change how I think. And it did. It did. And it changed how other people thought. And it affected other people. There was that ripple effect. And then to do them on TikTok and start seeing the same reactions, the same um, influence and the same ripples happening again from me doing my joy statuses and helping just one person i mean i've helped other people have said that i've helped them but that one person that first person that said thank you i really needed to hear this today i don't know what they were going through i don't know who they are i've never met them they're a name on the screen i don't know if They had been sitting there crying and their kids are running around going crazy and they don't know what to do and they just want to put their running shoes on and run. Or if they're sitting there and they're contemplating ending their life or they're just having a really bad day and they're frustrated and they're angry and they're sitting in traffic or they're sitting at work and they're just ready to explode, whatever. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what that person carries. None of us knows what the person beside us or the person in front of us or the stranger on the street is going through or carrying. But the words that I said helped that person in that moment. And that 
meant something to me. That means something to me. And I have several platforms that I'm on that I have a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit of influence on. I have people that listen to me on a regular basis. People that watch my TikToks. People that follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. And the realization that, especially this time, the realization that the first time I did my joy status, it not only helped me, but it was helping other people. And the second time that I decided to start doing my joy status is to, to help me because I was in that place again. I'm helping other people. What? So, again, I feel that obligation, that responsibility to continue with my joy status is not just for myself. But because one person who needs to hear it, heard it. And there could be one more person out there that needs to hear it. And they will hear it. When they need to. And I believe, I believe positive, positivity creates positivity. If you're a negative person and you're grumpy all the time... Everything around you is going to feel and seem negative. Now, I'm not saying that by being positive and looking for joyful things that bring you joy in your life and make you happy are going to magically fix everything around you and and change everything around you and it's going to be this dancing, singing famous cartoon type movie. No. You're not going to fix the idiots around you. You can't. People are going to be what people are going to be. Now, I have noticed that when you're around somebody who is positive and uplifting and happy, yeah, they get really annoyed because they're really annoying. Or you find yourself being positive and uplifting and happy, or at least a little happier. Or you go away because you don't want to be around them. There are those that are really annoying. But when you change how you think, when you change how you see the world around you, whether it's awful or it's not. You're still going to see the awful. You're still going to see the frustrating. You're still going to see the things that make you angry and that brought you down before. But because you've changed the way your mind thinks, because you've actively gone out to pursue things that make you joyful, that make you happy, that make you see good in things that aren't necessarily good things, you're going to find you have a lot more patience to face the things that are trying and face the things that are, are hard and that make you struggle. And it's, I will, I will tell you right now, if you want to implement 
the joy status theory into your life, it is not easy. Not at the beginning. Because you have to actively force yourself every single day. You can't miss a day. You can't do it for two or three days and then like, ah, it's the weekend, you know, I'll pick it back up on Monday, Tuesday, whatever. No, you can't. You have to do it every single day. You have to wake up in the morning, do whatever it is you need to do to wake up, whether it's have a shower, have your coffee, whatever, wash your face, walk the dog, whatever. But while you're doing that, think about where you're going to find your joy and write it down. You don't have to be public like I was. You don't have to put it on Facebook. Get a journal. Write it down on a piece of paper. Type it into a document on your computer. Whatever. Say it out loud. You don't even have to write it down. Say it out loud. As long as you actively do it. Don't think it. Don't think, oh, yeah, I'm going to find my Say it. I am going to find my joy. And list one place, just one. Start out with just one. Where you're going to find it. And then at the end of the day, reflect on your day. Think back on all the things that you did that day. Find those moments that made you smile. Find those moments that made you laugh. Find those moments where you had that calm. Even if it was just a second. Find it during that day. That's what you're joyful for that day. And say it out loud. I found my joy at nap time because I had 45 minutes of silence. Whatever. And do it every single day. I will guarantee you, I will promise you, it will change how you see the world. It will change how you think. It will change your life. Changed mine. And I mean, if you can change my mind, if you can change the way I see things, I am the most sarcastic, negative, down person you will ever meet. And if I can find joy before I've consumed enough caffeine to even want to open my eyes, this works. I promise you it works. And I know there's a few of you out there that listen to this podcast and you have struggles just like I do. And you have found comfort in some of my podcasts because you know you're not alone. And you're not alone. We're never alone. The world's too populated to be alone. Feels alone, but you're not alone. It works. It works. Get a journal, write it down. I'll find my joy. I found my joy. Say it out loud. Make it a mantra. Whatever. Just try it. And if some of you do choose to try this, I would be very interested. And I mean, you can stay anonymous. Just email me at, um, I don't know where you can email me. Lupabardi at gmail.com. Email me there. And um, or shoot me a message on Facebook and let me know how your journey is going or if it's working for you, if you've noticed a difference. I would be interested in finding out. Um, 
because it works. And by putting it out into the public for me, um, knowing that I've helped even just one person, that I've changed just one person's perspective in that moment, helps me, makes me feel good. So, yeah. Finding my joy. I was, this morning, I, I was going to find my joy, but I didn't know where. That was my joy. I'm going to find my joy. I don't know where. Somewhere. It's somewhere. It's out there somewhere. I'm going to go find it. And to end my day, I found my joy in a variety of places. Millions of places today did I find my joy. I found my joy in waking up and being able to move and not be in as much pain as I was the day before. I found my joy in adding just the right amount of creamer to a cup of coffee that I had to chew because the grounds overflowed into the cup. But I still found joy in that cup of coffee. It was coffee. There's always joy in coffee. To quote Laurel K. Hamilton and one of my favorite characters in her books, Anita, says, there is no bad coffee. There are just varying degrees of goodness. And she's right. I found my joy <laughs> in the kind dedication of somebody who means the absolute world to me and in his hard work that he didn't have to do. I found my joy in having two orders to fill for two very special people. I found my joy in the silence of the night, in no wind, no rain, no thunder, no lightning, just crickets and tree frogs. And I found my joy knowing that at the end of this podcast, someone will be waiting for me and they will find their joy listening to me finding mine. So I'm going to wrap this one up for this week and do all my socials. You can find me on Facebook at Lupa Bi Lupa's Bits, the podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Lupa's Bits, the podcast. I am also on TikTok at Lady Lou Who. You can find me on Instagram at Lupa's Bits and Stephanie Barty author or author Stephanie Barty. I don't know. It's Stephanie Barty author on Facebook. It's author Stephanie Barty. And you can also find my new basket company, Lou Who Baskets on Instagram, on Facebook, and at www.luhoobaskets.com. And you can find... Don't forget to go and check out... Um, I do have some poetry on the world... I have a lot of stuff on the World of Myth. So go over and check out The World of Myth at www.theworldofmyth.com. And you can find this podcast on anywhere you want to consume your podcasts. We are on Stitcher and Google Play and iTunes. And I am on Spotify. So I think that is all the places you can find me. I am pretty much everywhere. 
until next week, I will see you guys. I hope you have a good week. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at lupabardi at gmail.com. That's L-U-P as in Peter A, B as in Bob, A-R-D as in dog Y at gmail.com. And that is it for episode 11. I will catch you all later. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Carry on my way, one son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry.